Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A little bit of business news with uh, Jason Middleton, our business expert and KFI anchor. Uh, Jason, I would say welcome to KFI, but you're here already, so what can I do? <laughs> I'll take it anyway. Thanks, Bill. Uh, you got it. All right. The stock market a couple of days ago, I mean, took a $1,200 tumble. And mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, give us the reasons for that. I know inflation uh, still went down, uh, but not as uh, didn't go as low as maybe the experts thought. I mean, how do you get how do you get a twelve hundred dollar point drop in the Dow in one day? I know it, it is kind of um, it's this it's discursive because it was the worst trading day, as you mentioned, uh, the worst single trading day in twenty six months. So that matters. That was a that was a benchmark, and we we were expecting eight one point one percent inflation rate. Um, we got eight point three percent, and in July it was eight point five percent. So there's no making these people happy sometimes on Wall Street because they were exposed to a little bit more risk than they wanted to be. So they had to move things around, and when you do that, of course, you're taking losses and you're moving things into different sectors because they're anticipating the Fed coming in pretty aggressively with a 0.75% rate hike, and there's even talk about a 1% rate hike later this month. Well, we knew there was going to be a, a, a 0.75%. I mean, that was sort of a given. I hadn't heard any other figure than that. 1% is a little bit uh, uh, is a little bit different. Uh, but, I mean, it used to be where a 1,200-point drop uh, was basically end of the financial world. Uh, and yet, uh, I guess we took it in stride. Uh, is that fair to say? I, I think so, but you have to look at volume, too. I remember about 10 years ago, I was at NBC, and uh, uh, 13,000, Dow hits 13,000 went across there, um, across the headline. And it was just, now we're talking about 35,000 and, and, and at, at 32,000, 31,069 at this very moment right now. So it's all about scale. So, But if you look at the percentage drop, that that was what was significant, but it wasn't as big as it would have been felt, let's say, five, eight years ago. Uh, when we're looking at uh, the stock market uh, dropping, and I know I, we hear the word correction all the time. And, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, we had a, a bull market probably longer than any time in the history of the United States to where uh, people who are in their 20s and 30s uh, thought that this thing was never going to go down because it's been going around that way. Uh, is what we're looking at just a normal course of events? Is there anything aberrational about it? Yeah, I mean, there's nothing really aberrational, I don't think, in here um, because the labor market remains strong. And that that's that part's good. Inflation is what's out of control. The Fed is trying to address that. Now, if we can avoid a recession, that seems to be kind of like a fairy tale dream right now. But how long the recession is seems to be the major focus. Will it be two quarters? Will it be a full year? Um, we we don't seem to be sailing into those waters very much at all. So just real quick about the Fed, and I think this is important. Um, there's a thing called the neutral rate, which is which is where the Fed tries to keep us. When it comes to the economy now, anything below anything below that or right at that is basically like stimulus or they're pulling back a little bit of stimulus if it goes above two percent. 
we're at 3.25% or about to be 3.25%, which means they are actively pumping the brakes on the economy. That will have an effect. We are definitely going to see that and feel that in some of the markets for sure. But in order to, they're doing that obviously so that we don't go into a full blown recession because it's really hard to climb out of those. And the, the shorter lived that recession is, obviously, it's all about expectation management. So if we think it's going to be a six month recession going in it's to start next year, well, then maybe. Maybe people won't be so hedging and so conservative on their investments, and maybe that'll help pull things out because it's a self-fulfilling prophecy at some point. How far does the uh, the Fed plan ahead when they're dealing with interest rates? It's usually – they have a series of minutes that happen within the quarter, and then they they have a final meeting. And they do ingest – like yesterday's number is news to them too. They They don't get a peek at that from the Department of Labor. So uh, when those when those headlines hit, that they have to process that and put that into their calculations as well. So they try to do their advanced modeling. They try to see where different sectors are trending, and then they have to deal with the day of, morning of kind of headline news that comes in. And 8.3% was the headline news. What I didn't like was a lot of people like me, I guess you'd say, uh, they take out the volatile food and gas prices to kind of show that it's a little bit better. But every time I hear that, I always think like, oh, that's like saying like, if you take out the sunrise and the sunset, the daylight's okay, I guess, right. during the day. That's people's households. That's food and sure. gas. Uh, now, other stats have just come by, uh, have come down the pike. Uh, do you want to share those with us? Yeah, absolutely, Bill. Uh, this morning, we did get retail sale numbers come in for August. They came in at 0.3% up, which was better than expected. So I think we're looking at the thing again, where it's still kind of a, a weird chili that we're dealing with these different ingredients that go in. we got inflation going up more than expected, but then you have retail sales going up more than expected, despite the high prices. Uh, we also got weekly jobless claims came in at 213,000. That beat estimates for last week, people looking for unemployment benefits. Um, but the manufacturing readings from the New York and Philadelphia areas, well, that was not great. That shows contraction. So manufacturing contraction, retail expansion, uh, inflation's a little bit up. It, it's just it's tough to read. And, and like you mentioned, we had we had that drop off on Tuesday, and then of course Wednesday we had like a dead cat bounce because we're back to being uh, down again on the Wall Street this morning. Uh, it's when you talk about uh, the various uh, the various uh, aspects of the economy that uh, e- economists, you and uh, other people look at. Uh, it seems there are they look at what six, seven, ten major components: uh, job growth, retail sales, manufacturing, uh, level of unemployment, um, inflation. Certainly, uh, it seems like half are good, half are bad. Does it all have to be primarily good for the economy to chug along? Does it have to be primarily bad for the economy to, to uh, collapse? Well, that's, that's why we have this gray area right now. Normally, you would have about 10 or 11 sectors that you would watch over. You'd get under the hood. You'd look for trends. The trends are not being able to track very well right now. So sometimes if you have like a surge in labor markets, well, then you've got to watch the GDP. You've got to watch, you've got to watch cost of living, right, because the competition for those workers means a rise in wages, and that could, that could spike something else on the other side of, of your scale. So that, that's, that's a little bit of that. That's why uh, right now it's hard to find two headlines that really get along with each other depending on where you're looking because it depends on what you want to pull out. If we wanted to pull out, hey, this retail number this morning we got, 0.3%, that's great. That means uh, the economy's looking up a little bit. means consumers are confident they're going to the stores despite the high prices. But at the same time, you might look at it, well, maybe they're hoarding stuff as they go into Q4 and get ready for holiday shopping and stuff. So 
it, it, it's just difficult to read. It really, for me, it all goes back to the $4.8 trillion we pumped into the economy because of COVID. $3 trillion under the Trump administration, $1.8 under Biden, and it's still going. That stimulus is probably what's having a long tail when it comes to inflation and this work from home, work from office situation that's still fluid as well. We're still coming out of COVID in a lot of ways. I like, economically speaking, it's it's a long tail. All right. Now, uh, the Census Bureau uh, just uh, reported that U.S. incomes have failed to grow for a second year in a row. So when you're looking at uh, incomes that are flat, and let's say it's an 8% inflation rate over the next year or two years, at the end of that, uh, you've taken a 24% haircut. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, it's no joke. yeah, I mean that's not a joke. I mean that's serious money. So how does that affect the economy? I would think that sales of goods and services uh, would go down fairly dramatically. Food, you know, people being a lot of chicken or a hamburger helper. But that's only as a mm-hmm. very last resort. Yeah, you, I'd rather eat rocks than hamburger helper. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I like their branding. I have to say the yeah. little thing that waves that makes me. Anyway, yeah. uh, to your point. So let's go back to COVID for a second. Home Depot went through the roof. Lowe's went through the roof. Everybody was at home doing stuff. So if we see this, if household incomes continue to decline, which is unfortunate because it's down $2,000 in spending power over the past two years alone. So if, if you see that, then you might see Costco and Sam's Club and Walmart warehouses. Those things might pick up in sales. And then the more retail, the, the stuff that you, you – know, sometimes I mentioned Gelson's and some of the other things, um, those might see more of a hit than we would see because you get more bang for your buck at those other big box stores. How about luxury items? Uh, The sales of uh, high-end clothing and expensive cars, that sort of thing. No problem there, not in America, because the divergence between wealthy and poor is at pretty much an all-time high. Um, So the really, really high-end stuff has a lot of plenty of customers and the really, really low-end stuff. People are scrambling to find ways to make their dollar go a little bit farther. Uh, there's a thing called the Gini Index, G-I-N-I, if you want to Google it later or anybody wants to. It measures income inequality. It's up to 0.494, which doesn't really make any sense unless I tell you that that is the highest level, that the widest disparity on record. So the haves have the haves and the have-nots have the have-nots, and they're the two shall meet right now. Hey, in terms of the disparity, and uh, obviously the unfairness uh, is talked about, uh, uh, people, well, I would think Joe, Joe Biden would be far more concerned as president uh, than, let's say, a Republican, certainly than Donald Trump, I think, would be. Uh, what government policy, if any, uh, can, uh, can really do anything about the disparity as it's just you know, growing and growing? I think an example of that, and I don't know if it's a policy, but it might just be an approach, came today with the tentative agreement with the rail workers. Uh, that's a lot of workers. It's, it's 60,000 is the number you see a lot, but if you look at the ancillary, it's more close. It's closer to 120,000 workers directly affected by this. Um, I think that in order to have the disparity gap close, you have to have a stronger middle class, of course, and that sometimes can lead to labor, labor union agreements, labor activism agreements, um, that can pull things to, to closer together at the very least. I don't think it's going to have the haves like screaming too much. And the have-nots are going to feel like they're being pulled up a little bit at the same time. But it, my, my broad stroke approach to that would be exactly what you said. The Biden administration is a little more labor-friendly than uh, and a Republican administration, historically speaking. But at the same time, that 
that pendulum is going to swing both ways. Yeah. Uh, and it seems to be swinging back uh, towards the uh, middle class right now. Yeah. And when uh, we talk about uh, how well the economy is doing, I mean, we're talking mainly business. Uh, we're talking major corporations who are making, particularly now the oil uh, patch is making like just god-awful tons of money. Uh, but the working class, especially non-unionized, I mean, they're the ones that get hit the most. Uh, we're talking about incremental raises of 2%, 3%, while corporate uh, profits can be up 20%, 30%. I'm willing to bet uh, the uh, oil uh, industry, I can't even imagine what uh, their profit margin is now. Uh, so, uh, again, government policy, is it all about pushing for unionization? Is, is that going to be the magic bullet for Biden? No, I mean, that's definitely something that they can preach about from from the podiums during this election season. Uh, I do think it will have a material impact, but only on certain industries where they're able to make that kind of uh, address that kind of situation. Look, this is this is open market capitalism. I mean, and until something fundamentally changes on how wealth is distributed and, and earned in the country, then that's this is the way we're going to be looking at it. That you mentioned the oil Big fat, big fat quarterlies going on right now, and a lot of bonuses being passed around too. But at what cost? It's very short term. The American economy moves quarter to quarter, so we'll have. I mean, as far as the what you want to hear, I, something that I, I won't be able to provide you because I think it takes a fundamental shift on how we approach the macro economy. And uh, I don't see that happening. Do you? We're, we're looking no. at a fundamental shift how we approach the macro economy. I mean, things aren't going to change dramatically. No, no, you're right. So it's all the incremental gains. So today's headlines about the uh, the tentative agreement with the rail workers. OK, well, maybe that'll help a little bit around the, the middle class. And then you have the other. There's a racial disparity that comes with income inequality as well. I mean, last year, Asians average 101,000, non-Hispanic whites, 78,000, Hispanics, 58,000, blacks, 48,000. That's in the data. That's there for anybody to see. That's huge. So the income, the income disparity is, is something that is never has not been addressed adequately, and I think that might be something that could be we could see a little bit of the closing of those ranks with a little more equality when it comes to the distribution of those incomes. Yeah, and if you're talking about a purely market system, uh, the income equality be inequality be damned. That's simply what happens in a cop- capitalist society, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, See who's president, who's in power, all of that. Thanks, Jason. Greatly appreciated. We'll talk again. Uh, always a pleasure. Yeah, Jason Middleton, and it is always a pleasure, especially on Nevermind. I was just going to be, you know, people come up and go, it's really nice seeing you. That's correct. It is. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.